This is episode 01, the origin story of Sleek Geek. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. Hey guys, it is Ilan here, your fearless leader and founder of Sleek Geek. I'm here with co-founder Eric Charles. How's it, Eric? How are you doing? Hey, Ilan. I'm doing very well, man. Happy to be here. I'm so excited. We are so excited. We're sitting uh, opposite each other on the couch right now. If you can just picture it at uh, HQ2 in Tableview at Eric's yeah. place. And uh, it's a momentous occasion for us because for a long time, we've been talking about putting out a podcast. In fact, we even recorded a couple of episodes about a year ago. Yeah. And we didn't ever release them. So I think we might look at releasing them as things go over this year. Absolutely. But like this is going to be podcast number one. Yes. And so for that reason, I'm really excited. And yeah, what we thought about talking about today is to start in the beginning, um, to start right at the origin of Sleek Geek, to give you as a community member, as someone who has maybe stumbled upon Sleek Geek for the first time, a bit of an insight and a bird's eye view into how this incredible health revolution that we've been a part of came about, you know, what was going on for us in our own personal lives, um, a little bit about what we've achieved over the, the last eight years doing this full time, and, you know, what is really important to us about our health revolution, the, the things that resonate with us, why we keep showing up here day after day um, to the community to help people. And also maybe we'll end with a few ideas about the future. Ilan, for those who don't know, when was Sleeky founded? What does the timeline look like? Just for, I can't even remember sometimes. It's been such a long time ago. Okay, well, it depends where you take the very first moment. But mm. for me, in my mind, the first moment was when I stood in the lounge in November 2011 and had a before photo taken for the first ever Sleek Geek six-week transformation challenge. And for those who've done those challenges, they know it's not pretty. <laughs> exactly. Like that was, you know, anyone who's got a before and after, you've all got that one photo where you look your absolute worst. So, you know, I had a photo taken by my girlfriend at the time, and I literally looked like a train wreck. Um, you know, it's helped me in my journey because there's a good contrast but to me, that was when Sleek Geek started for me personally. And who were you back then when it started? Sure. You know, it's actually interesting because sitting down or this week thinking about the fact that we were going to talk about the origins of Sleek Geek, it's just, it feels like such a lifetime ago that I don't even remember that person. I don't remember those days anymore. But, you know, this week thinking about it has forced me to, to go back there a little bit and you know, we talk so much about this being an identity shift that mm. you go through on this journey and an identity change. Right. But, you know, the Lun standing there in November 2011, which she's like nine years ago now, that guy was very unhappy, very dissatisfied with life. I was ashamed in that moment when I saw that photo, more than anything, I had shame. Um, because of the way that I'd let myself go over that decade of working in corporate, the fact that I'd neglected my health and I just looked like a miserable picture. And yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, I was a corporate workaholic. Um, I was a chain smoker. I constantly lived on takeaways. I was totally inactive. I was a night owl. I would work till you know, 2, 3 a.m. every night on work, then get up early in the morning again and just keep going. I was living on adrenaline and stimulants, not drugs. I never took drugs in my life. Um, I avoided that bullet. But, you know, things like Red Bull and, you know, 
caffeine, lots of caffeine, drinking espresso is totally from personal. Yeah, I still remember this one story that stands out to me the most. Yeah. Is and people knowing you won't believe it now, but I remember you telling me your girlfriend said she wanted to go up Lion's Head. Oh, and you geez, said yeah. you couldn't think of anything worse to do in that moment. Absolutely. I mean, sure, you know, talk about identity change once again. It's great for people to know who's listening to this that, you know, whoever you are right now in a year or five years or 10 years from now, you could be a totally different person if you mm. set your mind to it, if you're not happy. And yeah, I had a girlfriend. It was a different girlfriend. I've had a few over the last 45, 44 years. Um, I shouldn't overage myself. I'm not 45 <laughs> just yet. But I had a girlfriend who, you know, her previous boyfriend, I think, was quite active. And she, you know, got into a relationship with me. And it probably was quite a change for her that we were very sedentary and inactive. And most of our bonding and entertainment revolved around food yeah. and bras and eating out. And shame, you know, I think she just wanted to get a little bit more active. Here we are living in beautiful Cape Town. I'm not using the surrounds at all. I mean, guys, I lived on the promenade for years and I stayed at the promenade for years. I never even went out there. When I think about it now, it's crazy for me. I never even went out there for a walk. I thought that that was a crazy idea. Why are all these people walking on the promenade? You know, like it's silly. And, and you know, it sounds insane now to think that. But, you know, she wanted to go up Lion's Head and... I actually got angry and I realized in hindsight I was angry because it was shame and fear mm. because she wanted me to do something that was out of my comfort zone. And I was actually scared. Like, how can I walk up a mountain? You know, how could I possibly do that? Like, and she got that, that fear and, and those emotions that were inside me. I actually snapped at her because I was angry and yeah, in hindsight, it's crazy because now yeah, no, no. And, and now we, we fast forward a few years and you are going up Lion's Head multiple times a week sometimes. Well, you and know, just, this is the thing, Eric, is like, it it just, I feel one of the reasons why I'm so inspired about the, our health revolution, why we want to help people is because I feel like being fit and healthy and in shape brings people new opportunities in life. Mm. You know, life is better when you're healthy. That's what I've always, you know, that's what I've discovered. That's what I believe. And I think that people, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Now, I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't know how joyful it is to stand at the top there, look out over, this, over the city and look out into the horizon and just feel this wonderful, the fresh air and the beauty, you know. And I just, even now going for a simple stroll on the promenade, the joy of taking in that sea air and moving your body, you know, humans were made to move. And now you can. You feel comfortable moving your body. You feel healthy and strong doing it. So Absolutely. that's quite a change from when you took those before photos. And let's go back to the sleeping story a bit quickly. Wow. You know, you said in November 2011, you took your before photos for the first ever Sleek Geek six-week challenge. Yes, yes. How, was... did, how did that challenge come about? Okay, well, I mean, it was very simply what happened was... I had been given a book about a year ago, which I kind of half-heartedly followed called Body for Life, mm. which was in those days, it was like the trend. Yeah. You know, some guy in New York giving away a Ferrari for people who like changed <laughs> their body the most. And there was a New York Times bestseller book. And I had that book and the idea of this challenge, because he had a challenge that people would do a 12-week challenge. And so I had this idea of a challenge in my head and I'm, I'm a, always been a competitive kind of person. Right. And I was going in six weeks from then, we had booked a all expenses trip to Zanzibar to go to a resort there. One of those resorts where you lie on a lounger for 10 days, sipping cocktails. With no shirt on. Yeah, exactly. And I thought to myself, she's hang on a second in six, seven weeks time. I'm going to be spending 10 days in Zanzibar, pretty much in my board shorts. Mm. I'd been trying on some costumes in advance. None of them fitted. I knew I had to buy another one. I, I took a long look in the mirror because what I found when I was overweight and unhealthy is you tend to ignore your body. Yeah. You don't look at your body much. Yeah. You don't linger in the main. You don't linger. You know, I had a tattoo that I've forgotten that I even had. Crazy. Because you don't sit and stare at your body when like you're really ashamed of it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so it, almost becomes like a blind spot. Yeah. 
So I looked at this picture and I was like, hang on a second, this is terrible. I've got to do something. So I went onto Twitter, which was in popular at the time. And I had a whole lot of, I had about 4,000 followers on Twitter because I was quite like well-known in my industry. And I just put a tweet out and I said, guys, who's with me? Next Monday, we're going to start the six-week challenge because it was six weeks till I was leaving, six and a half weeks. You're putting 500 Rand into the kitty. Everyone's going to do that. And whoever wins is going to win that that money, yeah. whatever was whatever's in the kitty. And then I got my friend who was like the gym guy. And I said, Jono, you're going to judge this thing and pick the winner. We're all going to submit before photos and after photos and take some measurements. Mm. And the winner's going to get whatever's in the kitty. It was a few thousand rand. I managed to get like 10 or 12 of my friends in. We had about five or 6,000 rand prize money. And for six weeks, we all just did our best to make change. And I lost nine kilograms wow. in those six weeks. And that's the start of Sleek Geek. I went to Zanzibar. I came back and people were saying, oh, we're going to do another challenge. And then we yeah. had 22 people in the challenge. I mean, just the four people in, I remember you created a group on Facebook. This is before groups were really a thing. Like, mm. you know, no one made groups back then. It was a very weird concept. Yeah. And you just said, okay, we need to have a way to talk to people and coordinate conversations and share progress and ask questions. So you decided to make a group on Facebook. 28th of December, 2012, or 29th of December, 2012. And it asked you for a name of the group. Yeah. And you said, well, you could actually tell the audience. Well, yeah, so people asked me, like, what's this whole Sleek Geek name about? Where did it come from? Where yeah. does it come from? And, you know, it was just one of those things, like, it's a lot of the time when people go ask how they name their bands, like, there's no major story. But, like, what it was, was I had to name this group. And at the time in my life, I was quite involved in the tech community in South Africa. That was the industry that I come from and the tech and the media industry. And at that time, people were resonating with the word geek because, I don't know, in geek circles, apparently nerd is not, not a cool word to be called the a nerd, but it's cool, cool to be yeah. a geek. So at the time, we had something called Geek Retreat, which was a weekend away for us to go away and, and work on tech stuff. And then there was a little cricket league called Geek Cricket. And so I resonated or identified with being in this geek community. And I just thought, hey, well, I'm a geek who wants to be sleek. And so I call it Sleek Geek. <laughs> and that was it. That was because, you know, at the beginning of Sleek Geek, as you'll recall, Eric, a lot of the people in the community, I'd say, like, if you think about the first thousand people, mm. a lot of those people were people who were working in the tech community. Yeah, all from Twitter. And, yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. I mean, the... The make the 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 type of people in our community has changed yeah. a lot over the last eight years. Now we have all different kinds of people yeah. from all different kinds of, of walks of life. But in the beginning, Sleek Geek was really a bunch of geeks trying to get sleek. And you were running this while still working in corporate. You're still leading a major company. Well, I mean, I was a I was an executive in a listed company. Yeah, you've been very humble before. up until now, but yeah. you, you come from quite an impressive background, and you left it all to, to keep Sleek Geek going. Sure, you know, the funny thing is it seems like such a long time ago, but yeah, I was like a corporate, high-flying, like, you know, one of those boardroom guys. Yeah. And, you know, constantly overworked, constantly busy, constantly hustling, 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 hustling. You know, I was actually a bit of a corporate sociopath. I mean, you won't believe this from working with me, but in corporate, people feared me. Um, I was the guy, when businesses weren't working, they would get me to go and like retrench everyone and re you know get the business going again i mean it's not something that i'm proud of but you know that was like who i was in corporate life and um, look where you know, it got you it didn't I get you very far you quite know? a hard guy yeah um but you know i've become soft now but <laughs> but i actually want to this is a good point to start talking a bit about your journey ah because it was in that december well actually going into january 2012 yeah. that i'll never forget meeting you and I don't think it was the first exchange, but I remember meeting you and I just remember vividly we had a discussion in the parking lot of the Virgin, Virgin Actors yeah. in Century City. Yeah. And it was at the weigh-in for the second ever Sleeky Challenge. Yeah. So, like, it's always good for me to remind people that, you know, you and I have been together working on this basically from day one. Yeah, before it was a, a major priority in our life. You know, it was, it was just a side project. I mean, at the time I was studying a Bachelor of Science in IT. So I was a student. Mm. Um, I was like about 22 years old, I think. Yeah, I mean, you were um, a pipsqueak. Yeah, 20, actually probably 20 or 21. Anyways, 
I was doing a Bachelor of Science in IT. I had recently lost quite a bit of weight. You know, I'd grown up my whole life very unhealthy, very overweight. Um, and I literally did not think it was possible to be thin or lean. Like, absolutely. I had bad luck, bad genetics, bad everything. The world is against me. It is literally a very poor me, pity me kind of lifestyle. And much like your Bali trip, you know, I also had a, I was going to do one of those tours around Europe in a gap year. Oh, like a Kontiki kind of Yes, thing. a Kontiki trip. And about two months before that trip, I realized, crap, there's going to be a lot of walking involved. I'm really unfit. Uh, maybe I should go to the gym, get a personal trainer, and just try and build up some fitness. And I was lucky enough to, my trainer was awesome. Unfortunately, he isn't here in South Africa anymore. His name was Wade. And he just made me feel at home. You know, gym was a really scary place. Yeah. I still remember there were days where I wouldn't even make it past the front desk. Wow. at the reception before turning around and going home again because I just could not handle the anxiety and the stress of going to the gym, which is such a scary place. Yeah, it's But Wade, Wade made me feel at home. And he, I got some pretty good results. You know, I lost about four or five kilograms, which is like incredible. I so, never, so you weren't trying to lose weight. You just wanted to be able to keep up. Yeah, on the trying trip. to be fit. You know, weight loss is great. But yeah. um, the, the main goal was just I wanted to be able to walk more so I can keep up. Yeah. And... I'd never been able to lose more than like two or three kgs at a time in my whole life. So losing like five or six kgs was phenomenal. Groundbreaking. Exactly. I went away on the, on the trip and I was away for about three or four weeks in total. Came back and I went straight back into the gym. So by the time I met you in 2012, yeah, or two, yeah, 2012, February 2012, I'd already lost about 15 kilograms. I'd, I'd made some progress, but I was still chubby. I was still overweight. No, I remember we both still had a little bit... Uh, yeah, we are still a bit chubby ages. still, yeah. Um, but when I saw... I don't know how I found Sleek Geek, but when I saw the community, you know, there were about 50 people in the group only. You know, now we've yeah, like, we like 93,000 people. Jeez. We literally had about 50, 55 people in the group. And I loved it. Like, I'd come from a computer gaming background where I was familiar with communities and and groups and guilds and things like that. And I saw this, I'm like, I love this. I know in here I can reinvent myself. Absolutely. I can, the more I put in, the more I'll get out. I can surround myself with like-minded people because I didn't have any um, healthy or fit friends to like do things with. Well, I think that's the problem. Like a lot of people who come into our community, they, they hang around with people who are living a different lifestyle. Exactly. And when they want to change their lifestyle, they, they now don't have someone to exercise with. They don't have someone, that person, their friends don't care about their tuna salad. Can be a very I mean, lonely workout. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you suddenly now found in the Sleeky community, you had people who were on a similar mission to you. Yeah. And that resonated. And I loved it. You know, I, I still said to you, Ilan, how can I help? Like, how can I get more involved? I know you can't pay me anything. I know this isn't the business yet, but like, can I work on your website for you? Can I make a Facebook page for you? We didn't have a Facebook page. We only no, had the group. I, yeah, I mean, it was very rudimentary. I mean, you made like massive changes. I remember like Eric came to me, okay, like this is my my version. I met Eric in the parking lot. And, you know, guys, if you can't, you know, picture it, or I suppose you, you've seen photos of us or whatever it is, but there's a 15-year there's age gap between us. Yeah. Now, you know, as, as we've been working together for the last eight and a bit years, uh, you know, Eric's Eric's grown up a lot, and and now now it seems like we're almost the same age. But yeah. when I met Eric, like he seemed like a lot younger, like he had like a baby face. Yeah. And you know, he had just started with his studies, and it's amazing this road that we've traveled. And I remember Eric coming to me and saying, "You know what? Can I just help you with the website?" And at this point, you know, Sleek Geek wasn't making any money. When I when I quit my job, I took my savings, and I didn't have. You yeah. hadn't even quit yet. You were still working your job. I was that still time. working yeah. in corporate at that time. Exactly. But but even still, like I mean, initially the idea of Sleek Geek was not at all to create a business. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll get we'll we'll get to me leaving corporate and, and how that all happened. But yeah, so Eric came along and he just genuinely wanted to help me. And you know what's really interesting, guys, is that literally from December 2012. Nothing really has ever happened at Sleek Geek without Eric and I having a conversation about it. Mm. Sometimes maybe it's it's a bad thing <laughs> because we we kind of work in a way that like our idea is that we both have different strengths. And normally when we discuss ideas, Eric will think of angles that I didn't think of. 
or vice versa, and we typically will get to a better end result working together. Yeah. But, but it takes quite a lot of effort to yeah, get there sometimes. Sometimes yeah. because we're constantly trying to get consensus, um, we sometimes get stuck on certain things because we have might have different ideas. But generally yeah. the end result works. Yeah. But like literally nothing has happened in Sticky over the last eight years without us both agreeing on it. I do go gung ho every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I can like reel you back in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but in general, but in general, like it's it's been such a complimentary, like it's actually really been like for me, the highlight of this eight years has been working with Eric. Like oh, I, don't, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass in this podcast. Oh, can we say oh, so it's our podcast? Everyone's. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but actually, like one of the best things about this eight years has been like creating this with Eric. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so glad that 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 parking lot conversation happened. And I'm so glad that your imagination was taken. And you know, people have hundreds of well, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands and over a hundred thousand people have benefited yeah. from this. And it's something that I'm really proud of. Like, you know, I mean, obviously I want to be humble, um, but what I really am proud of of what we've achieved is I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking about what are we doing? Like, what is the benefit of Sleek Geek right now, the community? And what I really think it does at its core is that it holds space for people who want to get healthy. We, yeah. It's created a forum for people to come and be surrounded and to meet up with other people who are on their mm. journey to derive inspiration and whatever it might be. Yeah. And what I love what I love about that is what's different about Sleek Geek is Sleek Geek is not about us. Yeah. We are central figures. Mm. We are leaders in the community. But often, you know, when you look at Instagram or you look at fitness personalities, it's very much about those people. Yeah. They're almost like they're celebrities. Like yeah. They're almost like celebrity figures with their followers. Yeah. You know, you do this, like you follow me, be yeah. like me. But what's happened with Sleek Geek is even though we are the leadership of this community, the community is filled with so many wonderful, inspirational people who take leadership, who inspire others. And a lot of the times people who come to the community on a daily basis are coming there because of other people. Yeah, I, I don't think we're the most popular people on Sleek Geek. I think Which there's I'm far more popular people happy than us. Than yeah. to, me, to me, that means it's working. Exactly. You know, and over the years, like obviously people come and go because, you know, like most things in life, you get what you need out of something at mm. that time in your life. Yeah. Um, but like, to me, one of the greatest things has been over the last eight years, we've met and come into contact mm. and connected with so many incredible people. Yeah. Like that's been like such, such an incredible aspect. Yeah. The number of people we've had the privilege to connect with and be friends with over the years because of Sleek Geek is, is amazing. You know, I, I can distinctly picture these different people in my head. And what I also love is that you said... You know, people come and go, and that's fine because Sleek Geek is there for a specific, a specific purpose. Yeah. And everyone has a time in their life where it's relevant, and a time in their life when they're going to now focus on family or on work, or whatever. Yeah. But what I've noticed is people will come into the community, they'll be active for like a year or two, then they'll go focus on their, on their other areas of life. Sure. And then a few years later, they'll come back again. They, they always know that they can always come back to Sleek Geek. They can always... Uh, get what they're looking for here yeah and they know it works you know, they, they know surrounding themselves with these fit healthy like-minded people who are trying to achieve the same goals as them yeah. it works it makes life so much easier and absolutely and i think that's why i've always been proud of the fact that we've been quite focused on giving people tools mm. and resources that they yeah. can use for the rest of their life mm. they may choose to they may not yeah but the thing is because someone we don't see them in the community that much anymore. It doesn't mean that they aren't succeeding. It doesn't For mean that sure. they aren't using those tools. Yeah. Sometimes people progress onto um, more advanced things. You know, they go now and become like a triathlete. Yeah, and it's incredible. Other communities. Absolutely. Because they yeah. want to talk about now the latest uh, gadgets for the bike. Yeah. You know, which is not the conversation that they're going to have in Sleeky. Yes. So, you know, ultimately my way that I see it is we get some time with people. Mm. And in that time, we want to do the best that we can do to help make their life better and give them those tools. A certain guiding principle they can take with them. Which is why, you know, that's the geek in Sleek Geek. Yeah. You know, like we always want to teach people in Sleek Geek to have robust debate. Mm. You know, we don't dictate. Yeah. You know, health and, and food has become very political. Yeah. There's a lot of mixed opinions uh, yeah. around it. And, you know, we want people to look 
at um, the information. We want them to be inquisitive. We want them to debate. So it's we like a learning to, experience almost. Yeah. We want them to have their own thoughts. Yeah. You know, we want to give people the tools to be able to help themselves rather than just parrot fashion, follow this diet. Absolutely. You know, yeah. eat this at 11 o'clock. Don't ask us why. Yeah. You know, like we've always been wanting to empower people, I would say. Yes. Yeah. I think that makes me quite proud. Um, but back to, back to your journey. Yeah, let's um, wind because, it back you know, we, didn't, again. we didn't dig that much into it. I mean, you know, like people, like I'm always mindful when people see a photo of you or me or us together, mm. you know, people who don't know the story of Sleek Geek or the background to Sleek Geek, they just think, oh, you know, he's some personal trainer guy. Yeah. He's always been involved in fitness. He's always been healthy. He had it easy, you know, he's comes always naturally been lucky, to him. Yeah. You know, like unless they hear our story or whatever it is. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Like, you know, you mentioned very briefly the old Eric, eating, yeah. you know, like talk to us about the old Eric and, you know, what's changed for you and who you've become. Yeah, you know, the old Eric up until about the age of 19, 20 lived a very small life, like a very shy, antisocial, unhealthy life. You know, I loved computer games. I loved reading, um, quite nerdy, but also just uncomfortable with doing things in life you know mm. friends would invite me out and i'd like i would say no just because i didn't think i had the energy or the appearance or the physical ability to do that yeah like if someone said like hey you want to come up uh, do a hike for us i'm like yes i'd love to but like in my head but then like to them i'd be like no I, i've got something on yeah. just because i i didn't think i could do it was a lack of self-belief yes and, and a lack of actual ability as well you know, yeah. I was very unfit, very unhealthy, very overweight. Yeah. And I truly believe that that was it. That was my identity. Like, I, it, is, it is literally impossible for me to change. Yes. And that becomes like a self-repeating or self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? If you believe that this next diet or next plan you try isn't going to work, yeah. you never really fully commit. You just like dip your toe in and almost look for ways to prove yourself wrong because then... You actually, you're right. Like when you can prove to yourself that this doesn't work, you get the satisfaction of saying, I'm right. Absolutely. I knew it wouldn't and work. People love Therefore, you. I win. Yeah. But you don't actually win, you lose. Yeah. So if I compare who I was back then to who I was back now, who I am now, I, I feel like right now I live a much bigger life, which is what I wanted. You know, Lan, you always say, you know, life is better when you're healthy. And you've been saying that since like, I remember 2012 kind of thing. Yes. And I've always felt the same, you know, whenever people ask me, why are you on this journey? I always say to them, because I want to live a bigger life. Like I want to be able to do things. I want to, you want more, I want more. Like I, I'm not satisfied with just playing computer games or not being able to go for hockey. If someone says, Hey, let's, let's try windsurfing. I'll say, yes, I can do that. Or let's, let's try to go hike up that mountain. I'll say, yes, I can do that. Like I, I believe I can, I know it'll be difficult, but I have this belief now that I can do just about anything if I actually want to. Whereas yeah. previously, there were lots of things I wanted to do, but I didn't believe I could. So I never See, did. See, I find it crazy when you say these things because you you knew the old me yeah. in a sense because you saw more of the old me. Yes. But like, I didn't really see much of the old you. And, yeah. And you know, when you, when you say this, I find it crazy because I know you to be one of the most like, self-assured self-confident <laughs> like you're the type of person who it feels like to me that you you believe that you can do anything you set your mind to and like, i think it's got a lot to do with what i tell myself like you know i tell myself that i can do it and that's what then people see you yeah. know i've removed that kind of doubt because i think it's because I've, I've i had this thing that was impossible losing yeah. weight and looking better and being leaner and being to me that was impossible for literally 20 years yeah and when i managed to prove myself wrong that then made me think, well, what else have I thought is impossible, but I can actually do? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that whole thing of wanting more, like, I mean, we've all lost a few kilograms in our life and then put it back on. And like, as you know, like I had previous to sleep, I lost a few kilograms a few times in my life. Yeah, I think everyone can relate to I'd that. had a few phases where I'd lost yeah. some weight, but I'd never actually, I, I hadn't, what hadn't clicked for me was this time and maybe it's because i suddenly had a bit of a community around me mm. but like this time it felt so good that i wanted more like when i went to zanzibar having lost those nine kilograms even though i'd lost nine kilograms i yeah. still was overweight yes in a sense that like i still didn't look 
I didn't strut around that pool mm. feeling like, oh my God, now everyone's yeah. going to be looking at me. Yes. I'm so hot. And also you had quite a shallow reason. You just wanted to look good and yeah. you wanted to look a bit better. I still felt subconscious. Yeah. Subconscious a little bit. Yeah. But for some reason, I felt like proud and accomplished. And I, I was just like, I want I want more. Yeah. Like I went to the Zanzibar and I said to my girlfriend, I said, you know what? We're going to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Let's eat as much as you can, but I'm going to, I'm going to just like, rather than having an all or nothing approach, mm. which is something that we teach all the time. Yeah. Rather than having an all or nothing approach, like now I'm going to go and I'm going to eat myself silly for 10 days. Mm. What I said to her, cause this was actually the second time that we've been. Yeah. What I said to, oh no, sorry. That was a different girlfriend. Oh, 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 <laughs> anyway, but like same resort, different girlfriend. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> but what I thought to myself, what I'm going to do differently this time is instead of drinking, because you know they have you can drink cocktails all day, yeah. sugary cocktails. Yeah. It's free. It's all yeah. included. And it's hot. You want to instead of drinking yeah. cocktails all day, I'll only have alcohol at night, and during the day at the pool, I'll drink water. Right. That was one thing that I said. The other thing that I said was. I'm going to try and avoid carbohydrates as much as possible. Yeah. Now, just anyone listening to this, we're not anti-carbs. Yeah. We love carbs. We like the right choices and the right portions. But at the time, I found that an easy way, because I like protein and veg, yeah. was with, at the buffets to avoid the pasta, to avoid the breads, to go for the, the fish and the meat and the veggies. Exactly, yeah. That was the other rule. Yeah. And then the other rule was no matter what, they had like a little gym on the resort. Yeah. I said... For 45 minutes to one hour before dinner time, you know, each night. Yeah. Like I've been lying at the pool day doing nothing. I'm going to go and do a workout. Mm. And those were the three things. And I love that. And that was what was different for me. Yeah. And beyond that, I had a jaw. I ate. I drank. We had a lack of time. But it wasn't all or nothing. And that, that was like before we even really understood that concept. Like you just, you just set those rules to yourself. And yeah, I love that because... You know, one of the biggest excuses that people have when it comes to health and fitness, either during the week or during the work year, as I said, they don't have enough time yeah. and they don't have enough energy. Yeah. But then when the weekend comes, they have all the time and energy in the world, they still don't do those things. Absolutely. And when holiday comes, they've got even more time and energy in the world and they still don't do those things. So Absolutely. to me, like that's it. like if you can get into doing healthy and fit things on the weekends and on holiday, Yes. That is when you've got, that is when you've truly understood what lifestyle change actually is. Absolutely. I mean, like in the, in the holidays, I love nothing more than hiking. Exactly. And I finally got the time to do that and not worry about like, oh, I've got to be at work by this yeah. time. Or You absolutely are correct. Like, you know, that is what people do. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, once it's been like weaved into the DNA, and which yes. I think that's why we're so passionate about building healthy habits. Yeah. You know, because it's about lifestyle creation. There's no plan you're following where you're either on it or off it. You know, with healthy habits, you can kind of do something every day. If you want to, you can scale it up. You can scale it down. You can miss a day maybe, but then you can get back on track the very next day. Absolutely. It's not like a perfect plan you have to follow to the T. It's just these are things you do day in and day out if you can. Yeah. I mean, you made like a really great observation that I think resonates mm. and will resonate with people is, you know, you point out that the type of fit and healthy people that we all admire. Yeah. Like everybody knows that fit, you know, like let's say your mom, you all know that fit mom, you know. Yeah. Like, the idol, you know, the Brad Pitt, the Angelina Jolie, the personal trainer, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And when you observe those people, like as you've rightly pointed out, it's not because they're on some fancy diet. Yeah. It's because they naturally seem to live a healthier lifestyle. Mm. They have better habits. I think that's also why people often have the excuse of, those people have good genetics and I have bad genetics. Yes. Just because they don't, they don't see that person following a plan. Yes. But they somehow are successful, but they don't see that person waking up early and going for a walk. Exactly. They don't see that person, you know, spending some time on a Sunday evening prepping some healthy vegetables for during the week. Exactly. They don't see that person going to bed early on a Friday night rather than drinking until four in the morning. Yeah, and we tell ourselves that they're lucky. Yes. You know, I used to also, like, I mean, there were always those guys who you know, at the beach, they were ripped or whatever. And you would think to yourself, yes, that guy, you know, he won the gene pool lottery. Yes. He's so lucky. But then I got to know one or two of those kind of people yeah. in my life. And I came to realize that from spending time with them and mm. from observing them, yeah. he was the guy who was ordering a chicken salad when I was ordering a pizza. Yeah. He was the guy who was at the gym when I was sleeping in. And having you been know? on this journey ourselves now for so many years, it, 
I've now got massive respect for anyone who is in great shape. Yeah. Because I know how hard it actually is to get there. It's not easy. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, there are some people who are in great shape who have to do like, you know, their life is a constant struggle to be there. Yeah. But for me, what I think Nirvana is, and I'm not quite there, but like what I aspire to on my health journey mm. as a goal is I've always believed like, you know, people say, what is happiness? Yeah. You know, for me, happy, happiness is peace. Okay. Like for me, happiness is the absence of friction. Yes. And I find that like one can be on a health journey and mm. it can be a constant friction. Yeah. It can be a constant fight. You know, everything feels like oh, I'm giving up this. Oh, every weekend I have to fight to resist. So you're this. always looking at the bad stuff on the journey. Yeah, kind of or thing. I have to fight to get myself to the gym. Yeah. And like for me, it's a beautiful thing when it becomes effortless. Yes. And you know, to me that is nirvana. That is that is peace. That is when when it becomes effortless to not have to eat the whole cake. It's, it's literally your identity. It's part of who you are now. You kind of, this yeah. is, what you're doing is true. Like it's true to who you are and what you want to do. And you're in balance. Yeah. And you know, at Sleek Geek, we believe a lot in balance. Like we don't believe that people can be perfect. Mm. But we believe that you can live a balanced lifestyle and you can have some of the things that you enjoy. Yeah. And you can prioritize those things, but you can still get the results that you want. Absolutely, you know, I, I kind of, I know we're getting a bit off track here, but like, I really, I really believe that it comes down to the balance of habits you have. You know, if you've got more bad habits, more good habits, it, it, it work, it literally works in balance. And you can, if you want, you can drink alcohol and you can be healthy and in shape. You can eat sugar if you want to, and you can be healthy and in shape in those small amounts. If you sure. have enough healthy habits to balance it out, yeah. So it's all about training. All what you repeatedly do. Exactly. So it's all about trade-offs. Do you have enough healthy habits to balance out the unhealthy habits yeah. and vice versa? Yeah. Like, I mean, I always like, you know, in terms of that, you are what you repeatedly do. What I like to say to people often, as I say, it's important what you do most of the time. Yeah. Not all of the time, because all of the time implies perfection and perfection mm. is not possible. Yeah. But some of the time is not enough. Yeah. You know, the thing about balance for me is when, when people think about balance or yin and yang, you yeah. almost think like a 50-50. Yeah. But balance on a health journey is not a 50-50 yeah. because if you do things right 50% of the time, mm. you're never going to get anywhere. Absolutely. You've got yeah. to do things right most of the time. If you, if you want to look like a fit and healthy person, you've actually got to live a fit and healthy lifestyle. You've actually got to be doing that. You can't be pretending. You can't be trying for eight weeks. You've got to actually live that day in and day out consistently most of the time yeah like consistency is the secret but we'll talk about that in another yeah. podcast i mean today let's get back to the origin yeah, we'll be pretty inconsistent with the origin story well, let's okay. get back to I that think, i think anyone listening to this will also still they'll get a good idea of what our philosophies are absolutely and and whatever it is but yeah like let's get back to you know so there i was so february february 2012 workaholic. Right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely all of a sudden there's a thousand people in the sleeky community what happened you know, it was organic. People were adding their friends. We've never done any real marketing at all. Um, people have come to our community because others have told them about it. And all of a sudden, there's a thousand people there. I'm now in this corporate job. I was the group head of digital at, at Times Media Group, Sunday Times Group. I had like, I was in control of massive budgets. I had about 500 people working under me. And I was going into work each day and all I could think about was Sleek Geek. Mm. All I could think about was going onto the Facebook group and seeing what the conversation was that day. You're spending more time in Sleek Geek than your job at one stage. I remember that. Exactly. And I started feeling guilty. I'm like, I'm earning all this money. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing my job. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like, it was almost like being in a relationship where you know that like you want to break up with this person, but you're still yeah. living with them. Yeah. But you kind of half-heartedly, yeah. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, it was a weird thing for me because a lot of people, they'll say to me, you must have been crazy because essentially what I did after about nine months of that scenario and sleeky growing, I decided to take my savings mm. and I decided to leave corporate with no other job, just purely to do Sleek Geek full-time. And people thought you were crazy. I remember there were articles written about you on websites and news websites and magazine websites. Yeah, there was on IT web, there's an article that says, a VUSA exec quits for weight loss. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of articles, a couple of interviews you did where people were just astounded that you got up and left. And I think that deep down, they all thought, oh, you'll be, we'll see you in six months time, you'll be back. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, 
people did think I'd lost my marbles. I mean, I was general manager at News 24. I had like a really awesome career. And it's so weird though, because to me, it just felt so right. It just felt mm. like the right. It wasn't even a question. People yeah. say like, weren't you scared? Yeah. You know, sometimes in life when you have a calling, something just feels right. Yeah. And it just felt right to me that I wanted to spend my time helping people get what I got. Mm. Now, to me, that is that is the whole thing. I think in life, when when you discover something mm. and it enriches your life, it's mm. almost your duty to impart that to other people. Mm. And I felt, you know what? I had never gotten how much life is better when you're healthy. Yeah. And I want to help other people to get this. For sure. And, yeah. and and getting it is not just about telling people. Like, you know, you can tell a smoker smoking is bad for you. Mm. They'll nod their head. I mean, I chain smoked for 16 and a half years. Yeah. They'll go, yeah, it's bad for me. I know. Yeah. That doesn't help anything. Like, how can we actually get someone to experience what life is like? You know, and that for me is what's And, and see that it's possible. Like, show them many other people just like them who've done it. And that, you know, earlier you mentioned people look at us and they think we are personal trainers or people who've grown up fit and healthy our whole lives. But, you know, we can show them that we were people who struggled exactly. and knew nothing about health and fitness. And now we can make it look and actually experience it being so, I wouldn't say easy, but but natural, normal. Absolutely. I mean, that that is the key. And, and so this has always been what my passion is about, is to try and help people experience this for themselves yeah. and to, to realize that they can do more and be more in life yeah because i i believe at the core um that for me that health is the foundation of everything yes i honestly believe if you want to be a better partner to your wife or your your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your spouse you want to be a better employee you want to be a better business owner you parent want, you want to be a better parent you want to be a better person it all starts with a foundation of health absolutely like because it gives you the opportunity to be optimal yes and it gives you the best shot it doesn't guarantee yes. you could still be a shitty person yeah but like you know you're really going to struggle to build an incredible life mm. if your health is absolutely. a burden if you, if you can't gonna, be active it's going to hold you yeah, back absolutely and on a selfish level like on a, on a selfish level you know i'm in my early 40s now or mid 40s basically and I want to stay fit and healthy and capable. You know, I want to retire as late as possible. I want to be attractive and fit and healthy for as long as possible. I always want people to look at me and go, no ways. I can't believe you 50. I can't believe you're 60. Mm. I can't believe you're 70. Like, yeah. When I get that reaction, that to me is like it, it, it spurs me on because I want to like suck the most out of life for as yeah. long as possible. Yeah. And I, I believe that health is... Health is that's the that's the ticket for sure. It, it's it's you know health is is everything you have. You know without it you have nothing. You know you can have all the money in the world, but like it it, it can only go so far. It can't buy you your health. You know absolutely. It can't buy you happiness. It can't buy you all these different things. It can't buy you love. Like health though is is just the the absolute key. So let's let's get back on track again now. Um, it's probably about February 2020, 2012, 2012, February yeah. 2012, launched the second Sleeky Challenge, and we just kept going. Like people kept saying, we want more, we want another one or another one. So basically, we started doing challenges three times a year and have done that ever since. Yeah. Um, in 2014, I finally graduated and I decided to come straight and, and work for Sleeky. Actually, I, basically from 2012, I started working part time. Yeah, Eventually, I mean, as soon as we were earning a little bit of money, I would have an admin start... fee from doing the challenge for you. I approved all those photos of seeing everyone in their underwear. She's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in their underwear. Yeah, and eventually I said to you, we're not making any money. I'll give you 10% of everything yes. we make. Yeah. Until we could afford to pay you a very small salary. Exactly. So 2014, I came on board full time. And we've been working together. You could have had since. a career. I mean, you did in a, IT. Yeah, you could. You could have had a career in IT. And I remember Eric saying to me, "You know what? Let me start with Sleek Geek. See where this goes. If yeah. it doesn't work out, I can always go out into the working world." Yeah, I was excited, and I felt that that the world needed Sleek Geek. You know, I needed Sleek Geek. 
It does. The world does need sleep. And that's, that's what I love about sleeping. One of the reasons why I got so involved in the beginning is because it is something that I needed. I knew that the more I put in, the more I got out. Yeah. And even to this day, I still believe I need sleep deep. Like if sleep deep Me too. wasn't here, I would feel a bit lost. Like my health and fitness journey would be a bit harder. And that's coming from someone who is a coach, sure. someone who is now fit and healthy and has been so for years and years and years. So I can only imagine that someone who's just starting this journey, how badly they need sleep. And that's why I'm so passionate about making this a massive success and being around to reach and help more people. Absolutely. And like the world needs sleep also because it is a force for good. It is a positive, mm. like, you know, when I think about social media, yeah, like a lot, of, a lot of social media is just um, negative and draining. And, and, yeah. and, and, and I mean, I want, I want like when people come into the Sleeky group, I just want it to be a place where they feel inspired, yeah. where they feel positive, where they feel hopeful, yeah. where, you know, that is like, that's why we've always worked so hard on building a culture mm. of respect. And, you know, our Sleeky code is to respect, uplift and inspire. Mm. And to me, I often think that that has been the success of this community. Absolutely. That we've created this culture because... The internet can be a horrible place. Yeah, we've got zero tolerance for that. And the community has learned over time that we don't accept that. And, and now, you know, it, it takes care of itself. People follow our code. Um, they are respectful of one another. And, you know, let's not kid. I mean, nutrition and the content around it can be quite political. Yeah, quite it can be quite emotional. Topic, yeah. It can be quite polarizing. Yeah. But we want to create a safe space for people. Mm. And I don't think that there's enough that's why I often say, what are we doing with Sleek Geek is we're holding space for people. Yeah. We are creating a space where they can come and discuss and learn mm. on, you know, on their journey. And that's something that I'm really proud yeah. of. Yeah. So, so going forwards, um, you know, we, we've explained more or less the history of Sleek Geek. I think we've got a lot more to explain, yeah. but in the, for the sake of keeping this within an hour, sure. um, what is Sleek Geek now and, and where are we going? You know, I mean, for those that don't know, we, or Elan originally set a goal of he wants to inspire 100,000 people to change their lives. That was the original goal of Sleek Geek when he left corporate. And that was... Which when we had like an ambitious goal, people, it is like crazy. cheap, but that's impossible. And then we smashed it. You know, I mean, we've got about 92,000 people in the group, but we have a Causa speaking community of... 180,000 We've got an Instagram following of about 14,000. Website, email. If you put it all together, we are way past 100,000 people now. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we decided to raise the bar to a million. Well, Eric talked me into a million. I don't know if I've ever bought into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still getting there. It's got to be as big and ambitious as that initial 100,000 was. Yeah. And I think we are on track to reach a million people some way, somehow. Um, you know, originally it was just to inspire people, but now we are getting a bit more focused on actually helping people and actually teaching them to build healthy habits. Yes. You know, we want to help them eat, move and think and sleep better uh, because we, we feel that if they can just have, if they can take enough daily action to eat, move, think or sleep better every day while also kind of inspiring others, yep. you know, like their friends, their family, their coworkers, whatever, if they can take these small actions and inspire others, then the ripple effect will be enormous. And Absolutely. to me, that's how we change the world. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you've mentioned a really good point there. We went from initially just wanting to inspire people to change mm. to now helping give them the tools to change. Tangible, actionable, results-driven. And, and there, you know, we believe, we believe quite passionately that health is a habit. Mm. And, you know, you are what you repeatedly do. Absolutely. So we want to help people adopt the correct habits yeah. and to practice them consistently. Yes. And we think that that is the solution to a lifetime of health. Mm. You know, diets have their place, meal plans have their places, um, strict food rules have their places, but ultimately we believe in the simplicity of habits. Yes. And that's really what we want to try and help teach people. And it's quite an agnostic approach. Yes. Um, I like it because you can apply it to many different areas. You know, the concept of habit building is fairly universal. 
It's not just limited to nutrition or to exercise, but we will just discuss it in that context. Absolutely. And, and even though it might not seem sexy to people, what I love about it is I think that there's so much noise and complexity mm. around health and fitness. Yeah. And we want to distill it down to the simplicity that really works. Yes. You know, we want to strip out the drama. Yeah. We want to strip out the noise and we want to get people into action. Yes. And so that's why, you know, I think I believe very much in what we teach people. And sometimes it almost seems too simple or too good to be true. Yes. But, you know, for, for people like Eric and I, when I reflect on my lifestyle over the last years, and when you reverse engineer it, mm. it's really what we call the foundational, the simple basics. I mean, I know we've discussed not everyone, it's, you can't just say do the basics because not everyone understands what the basics are. Yeah. You know, it's our job to help people understand that. Mm. But, but really, I think that what we've realized is most of the things that people think are going to make all the difference yeah. often don't make that much difference. Yes. And the things that make the real difference are the things that might seem obvious that they don't focus on enough. It's a small daily action, just add up over time. You know, I mean, we'd much rather people do smaller things more consistently yeah. than bigger things in a very inconsistent haphazard kind of in an all or nothing kind of exactly approach. you know when you're following a plan when you're following a diet you're either on or you're off you're either successful or you're failing yep. and it's, it's it's very clear cut but when you have certain habits that you know every morning you wake up and you brush your teeth maybe you brush your teeth for a full two minutes yeah maybe it's literally a 10 second clean and a rinse like but you have the habit of brushing your teeth and it scales with your lifestyle. Maybe sometimes you brush your teeth three times a day or four times a exactly. day. Exactly. But it, 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 it's scalable. It fits everyone. But you don't on a Sunday decide I'm going to brush it for half an hour to cover me for the week. Exactly. You know, which is the approach that, that people exactly have it. to like or you don't, you don't brush your teeth for three, four days in a row. Or you don't manage to enter the Friday and then like, crap, like you forgot to brush your teeth on Friday night. So now you're not going to brush your teeth until Monday morning again. Yeah, exactly. You're like, it's not all or nothing. Um, and I... I think we're going to spend a lot of time in the future on this podcast talking about habits and how to build them and what they're actually on, why we believe these are key. So, well, I think that's the gap is, you know, I mean, we, we are clear on the fact that we think that healthy habits are the best way to build a healthy lifestyle. Yes. But now what we need to do is more than telling people that yeah. we need to start. I mean, we really do this in our coaching program. Yes. Today we only reach like a small amount of people. Yeah. We need to find a way on a bigger scale yeah. to help people actively practice those habits. And those are the yeah. kind of tools that we're excited about. We've got some pretty building. exciting plans. We've got some plans. We're not going to reveal them just yet. Leave you in anticipation. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the things. But I mean, we had a very energetic discussion before we started recording this podcast about some of the things that we want to do. I mean, that's the legacy that we want to leave on the world. We want to really help people who want to be helped yeah. to, to make meaningful change because we've experienced in our own lives how much better it is. And, you know, we didn't talk about identity much today, mm. identity change, shift, but like it's something we'll talk about in another podcast. But guys, we want you to know if you're listening to this and you're feeling like not that hopeful, we want you to know that you really can change who you are mm. um, over time um, for the better, if that's what you want. And really, you know, you've got to believe that it's possible. And I think that's what the Sleeky community has done in a lot of ways. When people observe, go into the group, guys, join the group, watch people talking about their journeys. When you start to see someone who maybe resembles you or who's similar to you, and you see that they can do it, mm. that's when it becomes possible. And I think get involved as well. Like, don't yeah. just be an observer. Like, at the very least, give someone's post a like, maybe yeah. an encouraging comment. Sure. Even better to me is actually ask them questions. And, and I don't mean, like, bother them or ask them, like, really difficult questions, but ask them relevant questions to you. Like, what inspired you? How do you get started? What advice do you have for me? Like, the more you can get involved in this sticky community, the, the more you'll get out. And really, just get involved. Don't be a fly on the wall. Don't have, as Elana always says, a jacuzzi experience where you're sitting back and go, oh, this is nice. This is nice. It feels good. Like, actually get uncomfortable. Get out there. Do stuff. Be a part of it. Share your own story. You want to be an active participant. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You to, it's like when you engage in any new hobby. Like, you know, we talk often, like, related to, to health being a habit. 
Eric and I are very passionate about showing people that health is a skill. Yes. And, you know, I think, Eric, that's a fundamental paradigm shift for people mm. because over time, everyone thinks I need to lose weight. Yeah. I'm gonna, I must go on a diet. Yeah. Uh, I need to lose weight. I must do like what they don't realize is that it is a skill like anything when you learn to play a new musical instrument. Mm. They first of all, you accept that you're gonna be bad at first. It's gonna suck. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna be good. You can't yeah. pick up a guitar and start playing a guitar. Yes. Yeah. Yet why do people think that they can go from for two years eating junk, they get given this new diet and now they're gonna cook. And they think that from Monday, yeah. they're going to go from eating badly for the last two years. From Monday, they're suddenly going to be eating um, grilled fish and broccoli. Yeah. Like, and then they wonder why they can't do that. And then they mm. think they suck. And then they say things like, I don't have any willpower. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. And they believe they won't cut out for the give up. But they just lack the skills. Exactly. They, you just don't have the skills. I mean, navigating a weekend, ordering off a menu, mm. these things are just skills that you improve over time. Learning how to prepare, uh, you know, less high calorie meals that you enjoy. Yeah. You know, learning how to like snack on the right things if you need to snack. And even just staying motivated, like stoking your motivation comes and goes. And what do you do when, when motivation wanes? And there's, there's an analogy I love that like, you know, giving someone a plan, like a strict plan to follow, especially if they haven't been following a plan before. It's like giving a beginner like this loaded barbell of 100 kilograms and telling him to do a squat with it. Exactly. A deadlift. Like, it's just, we don't do that in the gym. We don't do that in other areas of life. But for some reason, when it comes to health and fitness, yeah. we try to give people everything all at once. They go from ordering takeouts almost every, every night sure. and barely any cooking, barely any shopping or self-control, yeah. uh, eating whatever they want, eating super hyper uh, palatable kind of foods to overnight shopping for themselves, cooking every single night, yeah. eating a lot less tasty flavoring foods. I mean, look, healthy food, you do learn to enjoy it and you can have good tasting healthy foods, but sure. it's not hyper palatable. It's not loaded with sugar, fat, etc. Um, so this is it just once again sinks in why we believe healthy habits are the key to this revolution, this it's, health revolution. Exactly. And like just the idea of making things slightly better all the time. Yeah. I mean, for example, back to, you know, you loading the barbell and saying, yeah. do a squat with the beginner. It's like giving someone who can't cook very well a beautiful recipe book. Yeah. And saying, here you go, just make these recipes. Looks amazing. And you're going to be healthy. Like, mm. if you don't even know how to make a chicken breast. Yeah. Or if, if you don't even have the right utensils at home, yeah. it's not really going to help you. Maybe all you needed was to get a rotisserie chicken from Woolies mm. versus the takeout that you were going to get. So what's the next tweak you can make? What's a small change you can make? You know, maybe you just needed to have yeah. a low fat milk instead of a full fat milk in your cappuccino. You know, maybe you just needed to have one spoon of sugar instead of three spoons of sugar, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and all these kind of concepts. But anyway, those are all different topics, <laughs> different podcasts. I see, I'm looking at the clock. We've been talking for 57 minutes. Can you believe it? And when we started, Elan said, oh, I think this will be a half an hour topic. <laughs> and you uh, know I haven't even said the half. But we have gone off track quite a bit. So what I recommend, guys, is if you hear us speak about something and you want us to dive into more, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Send us an email to help at sleekgeek.co.za or even just message us or tag us in the group or leave a comment on the podcast. Um, yeah. And let us know what you would like to hear more of. You know, we do have some ideas of what we're going to talk about going forwards, but it's really important that we also talk about what you want to hear about. Absolutely. Like for anything at all, help at Sleeky Consider today. You can contact us. Um, our help desk people will make sure we get the message and we respond to you. Otherwise, join our Facebook group. Um, you know, when you're on Facebook, just type in there Sleeky Health Revolution. Yeah. Uh, you can go to our website. We've got tons of amazing resources. And yeah, we're looking forward to this. I mean, audio is a new medium for us. Right. Um, it's something that, you know, when I was at Varsity, I used to do campus radio. So, you know, I'm a big fan of, of audio. I love the medium. So I'm really excited to get this podcast going. Yeah. And I think it's good that we've just made a start. Like, you know, we say to people, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You've yeah. just got to start. I mean, yeah, this podcast is not perfect. I don't even know how to upload this to iTunes or anything like that just yet. Well, we're yeah. going to figure it out along the way. Well, this is the thing is I'm actually going to say this on record right now is we're probably going to listen to this now and think, ah, you know, 
it probably didn't like cut the mustard for our first podcast because our first podcast has to be incredible. Yeah. But like I'm saying, you know what? We're going to publish this thing. This is going to be our first podcast. And it's like that James Clear thing. You know, your first rep is never going to be as good as your thousandth rep. Exactly. You know, this podcast is never going to be as good as our hundredth podcast. Yeah. And the fact is we've just got to do it. Yes. And cheers to that. Yeah. We'll see you guys again soon. Wonderful. We'll look forward to episode two. Cheers. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye.